Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. The relationship between Abraham and Lot was not spiritual. It was physical. Jesus said in the New Testament, he said, if you love father, mother, uncle, mother and me, say you're not worthy of me. You can allow natural relationships to mar spiritual destiny. Careful of Lot. Lot said, I will take Sodom and Gomorrah because it looks nicer. So I want something better than my uncle. My uncle without whom I would never have seen Sodom and Gomorrah. So God doesn't say anything. He lets Lord say. Then God now calls Abraham. You come. He said lift up your eyes. North, south. Including the one Lord saw. And the one Lord did not see. He said everything I've given you. And in history, that's what has happened. I don't want to get into the Arabs, really. But I, just, I want you to know, it is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Selah. Let me leave Lot. And go back. And the Lord appeared to Abraham. Everybody say, and the Lord appeared to Abraham. See? The Bible says, and the Lord had said to Abraham. Then here it said, and the Lord had appeared to Abraham. Abraham didn't know God. He was a heathen. So how could God have spoken to him? I'll tell you how. Vision. That's why we find a lot of dreams and visions in the Old Testament. And God is not against dreams and visions. That's what I'm going to close with this afternoon. It's not against them. It's just that they have to have a foundation of the word. But at Abraham's time, there was no word. There was no Bible. There was no written something. All they had by that time was oral tradition that had been passed down from Adam, from generation to generation, and the obedience of the conscience. Finish. In all of that, God appears to him twice to start with. Now, come, go out. I'm going to show you a land. He didn't tell him the land, just to just go. Abraham obeyed. Because he had been used to watch this. He had been used to obeying his conscience. He's been doing that for 75 years. So God knew he could trust him. So he moves out. You know. So when they now get to Canaan, he's about to give him the first in our legislature and in the Senate, they'll say first reading. When they want to pass a law so this is the first um, reading of the Abrahamic covenant as we go with this story you're going to see that there are going to be other ones that are going to include what he said and then he will increase it so he, he tells him he said he appears to him in an open vision and says this land, I'm going to give to you and your seed. And then he tells him all these th- wonderful things which we've read. 
And so I said, this is what I'm going to close with. And I am. I preached a message, a prophetic present truth message some weeks ago on the restoration of the purity and the power of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And at that time, and I'm still saying it today, I mentioned this. In the last 50 years, possibly a little bit more or less, there has been a corruption of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Momisaria will remember this. When she first got born again, she got born again in 1983. That was 41 years ago. In those days in IVCU, hardly will you go to a meeting where there will not be a word of prophecy. Remember? And accurate ones. Over the years, those things diminished because of abuse, covetousness, and a lot of, you know, they became corrupted. To the point that as I'm speaking today, the average Pentecostal, word of faith, charismatic Christian in Nigeria and other places, they hardly ever hear prophetic words like we used to hear them. Thus said the Lord. I had a lot of prophetic uh, experiences with Pastor Porter and Mrs. Porter. In fact, one of the things that really amazed me, because they will prophesy things they don't say in the natural. That's how I knew it was God. But God is going to restore, I will say, purity and the power of the prophetic gifts, of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, rather. And it's going to start with prophecy. Everybody follow me to Acts. Oh, no, let me do it in Joel. Joel. I'm going to close with this. Joel chapter 2. Are you still on my side? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Still on my side. <laughs> These prophetic messages make people change sides. <laughs> Don't change sides, though. Amen. When Moses came down from the mountain, they had changed side. When Jesus preached, they changed sides. So this is a hard message. Who can hear? Change side. Don't change side. Acts. No, no. He quotes it in Acts, but I want to go to the original prophecy in Joel. Joel chapter 2. And I want to look at verse... Yes. I want to look at verses 28 and 29. Observe. He says... And it shall come to pass afterward. Peter, Peter quotes it as in the last days in Acts. Same thing. We're in that time now. I will pour out my spirit upon some flesh. Jew, Gentile, Nigerian, Argentinian, Indian, Chinese, Japanese, everybody. Everybody. Thank you, darling. Upon all flesh, no distinguishing, no discrimination of race or tribe or tongue. But it doesn't stop there. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. No discrimination of gender. And we have only two. Don't let me go there. <laughs> don't, let, don't let me go there. <laughs> 
<laughs> your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. No discretion of age. This is ahead of us. I'm expecting a restoration. This is not um, spirit without measure. That's, that's still going to come. But this is imminent now of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in their purity and in their power. And it says, and I will pour, and your young men shall see visions. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. And also, upon the servants and upon the handmaids, in those days will I pour out my spirit. Servants just means men. Handmaids means women. You know, usually those who have a prophetic gift of the other. Now, watch this. God is, is like he's going to start a new page. A lot of corruption of the gifts of the Spirit have taken place. I, I can almost safely tell you that it's very dangerous for you now to listen to some of these people and say, Oh, I had a vision or I had a dream. You know, usually they are off track. And the Trump election. The Nigerian election that just took place, those two of them in particular, practically 99% of all of our prophets, in quotes. And let me say this, they, they are prophets. I don't doubt that they originally, some of them could have been true prophets, you know, just like Saul. But the anointing became corrupted because of uh, greed covetousness and pride the pride of life and title seeking so satan came in and corrupted it god said to me and i'm sharing it with you now and with the body that i'm going to restore the purity and the power watch this of the gifts of the spirit especially starting with prophecy then dreams and visions. All prophecy, the new one that I'm going to, it's still the same Holy Ghost, but a fresh outpouring of the spirit of the prophecy of dreams and visions is going to come back to the church. It's going to come upon the church to set the church aright on the path to the perfection and the fullness of the church. He said the reason why the dreams, the prophecies, and the visions became corrupted over time, like I said, you know, uh, greed, pride of life, but one other very important factor, negligence of God's word. Negligence of God's word. Then he said something to me. I knew it, but it, it, it now became clear to me. He said, the reason why the dreams, I didn't have too many anyway, but the visions that Kenneth Hagin had of the Lord Jesus Christ were unique and so accurate was because 
they came on the foundation of the word of God. God, through the books of Kenneth, of E.W. Kenyon, Ken Hagen had been a pastor for 14 years. You know, he pastored for, from 19, he got born again in 1934. So if you put 15 years, they get 1949, you know, about that time. You know, he'd been a pastor. He'd been a, you know, he had word of knowledge, you know, healings and to some degree. And he was, you know, he was a good man and all of that. Then somebody told him, he said, have you ever read of Dr. Kenyon? He said, no, I've never heard of him. He said, he preaches faith and healing in his books, just like you do. Ken Hagen said, you know, jokingly said, ah, he's to be congratulated because I know I'm, he's preaching the truth because I know I am. So he said, have you read his book? He said, no. So he now got his books. Ken Hagen was blown away. And he began to feed on E.W. Kenyon. Shortly after this, 1948-49, Kenyon dies around 1947-48, somewhere in there. So Kenyon begins to pray the Pauline prayers as highlighted by E.W. Kenyon. It's in all these books. He said, you know, 1949, somewhere in there. 48-49. He said he began to pray that, especially the efficient one prayer, God give unto me, Kenneth Hagin, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, the eyes of my understanding being enlightened, that I will know better, and so on and so forth. So he prayed those prayers consistently, morning, afternoon, and night, for six months. He said the first six months, nothing happened. In fact, he would feel dry. He said he almost even wanted to stop. He said, but somehow the Holy Spirit said, no, no, don't stop. Just continue to pray. He said, after six months, he got more revelation about the Pauline revelation, who we are in Christ, you know, uh, the, the justification by faith. He knew all of those things before, but he didn't have revelation about them. He said he got more revelation in six months than he had gotten in 14 years of preaching. Then 1950 comes. September 1950. He's teaching in a church in somewhere, Rockwell, Texas, somewhere, you know, I, I, somewhere in Texas anyway. It was raining. Very few people came to the Sunday evening service. So he just did a short Bible study and said, let us pray. And Ken Hagen got on his, he was on the pulpit and got on his knees, he was praying and some of the brethren, they probably were no more than 20. You know, if you are looking for numbers, you will miss God. It was while he was praying at that altar, this was over a year after praying the Pauline prayers consistently of course, with a humble heart and love and all of that. Ken Hagen already had all of those ones in there, you know, because he had the right attitude and all of that. You know? That he heard a voice. Come up hither. He said, the, it was a tent. He said, the, he couldn't see the ceiling anymore. He had what is known as a trance. All the physical things. He couldn't see the chairs. He couldn't see the 
pulpit, everything disappeared. Then he saw Jesus for the first time. He saw Jesus. He said, come up hither. So he came, you know, Jesus took him. And then he began to tell him about the end time. Jesus spoke to him for over one hour. Teaching him. Telling him about God's plan for America. The plan for the church and things like that. You can read his book, I Believe in Vision. But there's a reason I'm saying this. God told me, he said, now I'm going to restore again the gifts of the Spirit. Prophecy, the discernings of spirits, visions, trances, spiritual visions, open visions, to set the church back on track. He said, I did it back in the 50s through Kenneth Hagin because I was going to use him as my main point man to teach the truth about faith, which was a foundational necessity for us to grow because the purpose of our faith is the salvation of our soul so that we can get into the fullness of Christ. He said, now, and I speak, I yet not I, but the grace of God which is with me. He said, you have been doing that. And you've been teaching your people. He said, you've been doing it. He said, and then a lot of your people now are also copying you. He said, um, on that foundation of the word, I'm going to restore. We're going to see more prophecy now. We're going to see more visions more dreams but they will be solidly word based they will not be the corrupted ones and it will distinguish us from the seven thousand tongues of babylon there is a babel babel just means confusion that is in the church now but the what is coming and god will set us back on the track of the prophetic destiny and purpose that he has set for us from way back from the time of our father Abraham in order to get Abraham moving in the direction he wanted him he appeared to him in a vision and the vision through the vision he spoke to him the purpose of visions is not visions. The purpose of visions is the word. If they speak not according to this law, to the law and to the testimony, he says, it is because they have no light in them. He said, when I appear to prophets, I speak to them in vision and dream. He said, but my servant Moses is not so. So I speak to him mouth to mouth, the word. Just, it's called Kagan's visions are unique. Not this one, they'll just appear for two minutes and then, you know, they'll get somebody healed. Speak, teach the word. Teach him. Bring Ephesians. Bring Colossians. Teach him. Stand to your feet. As you continue on this path, honesty of heart, fruit of the spirit love then pray the prayer pray a lot in tongues read your bible 
We're going to see, start to see a restoration of the pure prophetic gift, not the one that has been corrupted. Pure dreams, pure visions that are going to bring people back to the track God originally planned to take the church into the perfection and the fullness of Christ and the work will be done. We will fulfill our destiny. Do you know who you are? You're a Jew. A spiritual Jew. The seed of Abraham. And if ye, we're going to do this next week, but if ye be Abraham's seed, then are you what? Heirs according to the promise. If ye be Christ, excuse me. If you be Christ, if you are Christ here, then you are the seed of Abraham, an heir according to the promise. Everything Jesus died for is your inheritance as a seed of Abraham. Let's talk to God. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.